Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. And a happy Thursday to you, everybody. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide, also on Sirius XM Channel 158. And you can listen to us as well using the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. All right, everybody. We've got a show and a half to go. Six hours of radio time until Mraz heads off into the sunset. Moving on with his promotion to the local side of things, part of the new afternoon drive show here in New York. And so with this comes some fond farewells, and we begin this morning's mystery guests coming up here in 20 minutes. We'll have the first mystery guest coming up in 20, and then also we are stunned to a new this hour, stunned to a news Next hour, the second mystery guest. And then there are mystery messages along the way as well. And for those that have sent letters or even gifts, a huge thank you. The loyalty from the listeners, the kindness of the aliens never ceases to amaze Never ceases to amaze, and I can only hope, I do hope, that our management and our bosses recognize the type of bond and loyalty that we have with you and you have with us. And I was joking about during the toast on a Thirsty Thursday how Mraz's laissez-faire attitude has rubbed off on me over the years. The reason that I have always been hyper 
ambitious, to be organized, to be dependable, to be thoughtful, to, to not just throw on the microphone, press on, and just talk extemporaneously for four hours is because I think there's probably a paranoia within me that we didn't do right by the listeners. It's kind of what's driven me every day of my entire career. Do right by the audience. Keep doing right by the audience. And it means it takes research, and it means it takes organization and production and planning, and that's just the way that I know to give back is to work harder on those things to make sure the product is special and unique and thoughtful and sharp. And that's always been my attitude. And and it's it's only heightened over the years because I see the type of bond and passion that we have with listeners. And so many of you either were drawn to this show because of Mraz's ridiculous antics or stayed with the show or became closer with the show due to Mraz's ridiculous antics. And for that, you know, we're going to miss him a great deal because he brought something that you guys, many of you, absolutely adore and love. And again, I just, I hope our bosses understand that type of bond because it's so unique. It's so, so, so deep and so unique. And I hope it does not go unrecognized. I want you all to know it does not go unrecognized by me. And I think when Mraz just toasted to Boise, that's basically what he was saying, was that our audience, because the station in Boise was the one that reached out and said, we want to do this. They were the one that came to us, the affiliate, and said, we want to organize and fund and schedule you out here to do shows and meet and greets and dinners and games and tailgates. And that was all through this incredible bond that we have with the listenership in Boise and other places. So I want you all to know that there is not a day, not a minute of this show that goes by where I don't think we have to do right by them. We have to do right by the audience, even if sometimes it just comes off as four bozos joking around for four hours a day, which we will continue to do <laughs> in all ways, shapes, and form. Saquon Barkley, this is such an interesting thing that's unfolding. I talked a lot about this yesterday. It's so interesting to me because let's just take the sports media part of this. We're supposed to be impartial. Not not everybody. I mean, some of us wear fandom on our sleeves and that's the personality, that's the attraction, what have you. But by and large, there's been supposed unbiased national media that have taken the heavy side of Saquon Barkley that he was wronged, he was disrespected, it's a bad look by the Giants, it's bad optics, it's not it's disloyal by the Giants. And I find this so weird because I don't think any of the people that I've heard talk about this love the Giants. I don't think any of them care if the Giants win or lose games. It's just about this almost subconscious loyalty to something that I don't even know if they know what they're they're loyal to. Because, as I said yesterday, 
Everybody banging the drum about how running backs are so disrespected. Where are these same people for left guards? Where are these same people for strong safeties? Yes, a running back is an important position, but a left guard can also make or break your entire offense. It's oftentimes your quarterback's blind side. He works in tandem with the left tackle, who everybody agrees is the most important piece of the offensive line. A strong safety, if he gets beat over top, can get you killed every single part of the day. If he creates turnovers, if he's a safety like Ed Reed, who creates points the other way, Troy Palomalu, nobody is ever banging the drum going, why are we disrespecting the safeties? And the running back thing, I guess, is just rooted in nostalgia of we used these guys used to be the workhorses. These guys used to be the stars. Because what what are we supposed to care about position groups being fairly compensated? I never ever hear this. The designated hitters are getting screwed this offseason. And Major League Baseball will see, you can't just keep screwing the DH like this. I mean, what? They're just moving old guys to DH and then they're not properly compensating them? I mean, come on. And for some reason, the running back thing has a hold on supposedly impartial observers. And again, it's not like Saquon Barkley's going poor. He's making 10 million bucks a year. As Mraz pointed out over the course of his career, which is now going into its fifth season, correct? Sixth, or sixth season. He has made the third most money out of any running back during those five years. Yeah, or that's currently active. So currently any active. active running back right now, Saquon has made the third most in career earnings with this franchise tag. It might be tied to fantasy football where you still need running backs and people still pay attention to yards and touchdowns and points scored so it feels more important than a safety. I think you're onto it there. It feels more important than a left guard. That because they're individual stars, it feels like they quote-unquote are more important than other guys, I guess. Yeah, I think the fantasy football culture is a big one here because as people get ready for their drafts over the next month, inevitably, B. John Robinson is going to go ahead of Stefan Diggs in these drafts, and people are so obsessed with the idea that they value running. People, you ever watch a game with somebody whose main purpose is fantasy football compared to, you know, whether you like a team or you bet the point spread or whatever? It's like they're watching a different game. And I think the fantasy football push of people, which are big on social media, are so running back obsessive that they actually lose sight of what real football is. I think that's true. Now, the media should be aside from fantasy football stuff. But I guess that the running back, based on former stardom, former production, the Hall of Fame candidacies, now fantasy football, and because they touch the football a lot or more than most, so we know their names, it captures the imagination. But I heard some arguments over this week, and I'm just like, why is everybody PO'd that running backs are, quote, getting disrespected? I just really don't abide by that because to me who's getting screwed running backs the money's being allocated to a different position it's not like people are not spending the money it's just that the Giants spent it on a quarterback and a wide receiver 
and the Raiders will spend it on a pass rusher, and the Cowboys will spend it on an offensive line. It's not like these owners are keeping the money. If you wanted to argue that the Marlins have been screwing over their fans or the A's are screwing over the the league by saving the money and not spending it, I get that. They're just allocating it a different place. So you're upset that A.J. Brown gets paid, but Saquon Barkley doesn't. You're really personally upset that Tyree Kill got paid, but Matt Breida didn't. That is just bizarre to me. Raheem Mostert deserves way more money. So Saquon Barkley did an interview days before the deadline of the franchise tag on Monday. And he's he was asked what leverage, I think this was Money Matters, the Money Matters podcast, what leverage does he now have? My leverage is I can say you to the Giants. I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I right. won't play it down. That's a play I can use. Do I anybody knows me? Knows that's not something I want to do. But like it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I has never to. I never thought I would ever do that. But like now I'm at a point where it's like I, I might have to take it to this level. I don't know what leverage Saquon Barkley possibly has. I've I've heard somebody suggest he should just refuse to play the moment that he gets nicked up, the first groin strain or the first sprained ankle, and I suppose you can do that. He can sit out the entire year and just enter free agency next year. But I don't think Saquon Barkley saying one of my options is a bleep you to the Giants is a good option. I don't think that's a good option because... Saquon Barkley has stats and makes $10 million a year because the offensive lineman in front of him didn't say F you to the Giants. Because the coaching staff didn't say F you to Saquon Barkley. Like, everybody has to work in unison here. And I realize Saquon thought that he was worth more, but he was also the same guy that declined a multi-year offer last season from the Giants and seemingly said no to another multi-year deal on Monday that he thought was just not enough money. So the idea that you're saying screw you to your employer, even though they did offer you a good deal last year, that the guys that you would say F you to have been blocking for you, I I don't think that's a good tactic. And it's a desperate tactic because there is no other tactic left for, for these running backs. And I just feel like things like this are worse They are worse for the argument that, you know, running backs should be compensated more because what? Now running backs are supposed to be inherently selfish, way more selfish than anybody else on the football field. Because again, who is the one saying Justin Jefferson's severely underpaid and so he should fake injuries? He shouldn't play. Nobody nobody says that. So I find this whole thing bizarre and... The other thing is, this podcast was called Money Matters. What are the general managers deciding to do with the running backs? Make money decisions. They're not in the business of making bad money decisions. Now, many of them do, but they're making a money decision. And they are saying, I don't know how many times I have to repeat this. 
they are saying we can get more production for less of a price than paying you. Not that we'll get more than Saquon Barkley, but for a fraction of the price of Saquon Barkley, we'll make up the difference. So let's say we're going to pay 50% of what we'd have to pay for Barkley, but we get 70% of the production. That's a money matter. And if somebody were to tell you, okay, lay out all of your bills on your desk. You've got the oil bill, and you've got the electric bill, and you've got your car payment, and you've got the mortgage, and you've got the college payment, and you've got this, that, and the other thing. And somebody says, well, you know, you can switch water companies, and it's almost the same quality. It's pretty good service, but you'll pay 20% of what you pay for your water bill right now. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to make that. I mean, I've been with them for a while. I like the water company. That's good service. They're actually very good. But if I get like 80% of the water and at 20% of the cost, I'll just flip my water company. You would do that. You would definitely do that. So that's what's happening here. And everyone's like, how do you possibly do that to these water companies? They're just moving the money to a different place. It is just so bizarre. Usually level-minded people are just making weird takes on this. When we come back here on the show, mystery guest number one, DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Well, it wouldn't be the farewell to Mraz if we began a segment that had everything to do about him and he wasn't here for it because he's in the bathroom. (laughs) Perfect. I was just in the bathroom, using the urinal, washing my hands, talking to Gio. Mraz comes in behind us. I'm back in studio ready for the return of the segment, which, again, has to do with Mraz, and he's still in the bathroom. So nice. Oh! Real nice. Oh! All right, you can always watch the show on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as watchda.com. We haven't even gotten the food yet. 
We have it hasn't even come yet. He's having he's having a rough uh, time with the plumbing. <laughs> the deep breath. Now you he here. Now he's here. He swings open the door, holding his stomach as he wears a burger shirt. I had a little issue. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, the segment is about you, and you were in the bathroom for the start of it. That was not the plan. I didn't. I went in there with one intention, and another intention shook out. I see. <laughs> okay. All right, coming up this hour here on the show, stunned to a news, and the Vols grabbing five-star guys. Next hour, mystery guests and mystery messages. It's also a Thirsty Thursday, so we're toasting to the good stuff. Hit us up on Twitter with your toasts, DA on CBS. Again, DA on CBS. Northern Thick Scaly Boy says, I'm actually from Tucson. Toast to my son, Tyler, who turns one today, born three months preemie, but feeling good and doing well now. Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. Hashtag Formula Booski. Hashtag Toast All right. Tyler tweets, I'm toasting to the show, mainly Murad, the story of a plumber in his new house got me listening to the show. Now I'm a diehard. Wish him the best of luck. Hashtag Toast and Kyle in Arizona, I'm raising a glass at a call for a toast to the Thictator, Detective Milkshake, the buffoon himself, Mr. Mraz. I will try to endure all the lame NY sports talk down the hall because I know you'll make me laugh. Congratulations. Booski. Thank Hashtag you. Hashtag It is time now for mystery guest number one. From the compound, Casa Amendolara, standing by for her first appearance on the DA show, the Bourbon Bell. How are what you? A, what a sign of disrespect to start off this segment. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Sean, I mean, I don't know if you've taken note that I haven't reached out since hearing the news. I... You know, the, I assumed you were yeah. busy. By the way, congrats on being a mother. I assumed you were very busy in that realm. Well, in in all uh, in all truth, I was really waiting for you to reach out to thank me for this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> fair, very fair. So yeah, let's be real, Sean. Let's take a trip down memory lane. Remember those overnights with DA? Those dark, demanding times when sleep-deprived DA was just berating you with what an unprofessional slab you were? Um, yeah, it was a very different DA for sure. It was a different DA. It was a dark time in your life before I came along, Sean. You said it yourself. The Bourbon Bell made DA a happier human. The Bourbon Bell saved my life because she saved DA's cranky life. Yes, that is for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, if you think about this, like, you were once annihilated on the air for wearing sweatpants. And in recent years, you've gotten away with writing the topic sheets drunk and misquoting me as saying my husband was a cancer on his own radio show. <laughs> Got about well, that. not a misquote, a misunderstanding of the term cancer. <laughs> And when I introduced Rosie the cat into Dame's life, 
you're laying oopsies on the air. And you're during vacation hosting the DA show, which has undoubtedly led to this new gig of yours down the hall. You know what? That's true. You've approved a lot of those summer fry DAs and taken them up to Rhode Island. That helped me for sure. A hundred percent. And now, Sean, I just gave you the ultimate gift. I gave DA a son. I mean, in the next round of contract negotiations, you probably could have landed your name on the marquee. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you say it, you know, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, now that now that would have been a promotion, okay? I, I do have to say, yeah, the overnight DA definitely was anti-cats and babies on Instagram. So you really did change him, the yeah, Bourbon yeah, Bell. So because now he's pro-cats and babies, he became maybe pro-me. So that's good. And he didn't just annihilate me for, you know, having a near oopsie just now. And I was late to your phone call. A hundred percent. I mean, things have, things have changed. Things have changed. But, 100%. you know, while you definitely have me to thank, I do have to thank you as well. Because there are a few things that have worked in our favor over the years. I mean, living far enough away so you only destroy my bathroom once a year. <laughs> that's good. What an honor. That's, that's a really good thing. And, you know... You've always uh, hustled oatmeal into the building for me through security for DA's birthday. That's oh, yeah. always been a plus. Yeah, you're good at smuggling food. But, um, but in, in all seriousness, um, I really do thank you for making me laugh each day because I do listen to the show every day. And you've supported my business. You've welcomed us into your family. So I wanted to leave you with a little words of wisdom as you go down the hall. And to always remember, they can take the Mraz out of the DA show, but you can't take the Mraz out of Sean. So congratulations and go earn that Mraz money, big boy. Buy oh. lots and lots of candles with it. <laughs> I love that. I love. It. Thank you so much, the Bourbon Bell. That was that. This is the biggest surprise. I have to be honest. The biggest surprise so far this week is your calling. So I really, really appreciate it. And thank you. I'm not sure I would have made ten and a half years if you didn't come along uh, and give him multiple <laughs> weddings, by the way, which was really good. Yeah, but you only had to go to one. So that's, you that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Thank you so much, and thank you for keeping my dining room smelling really good. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Okay, see you later. The Bourbon Bell. My wife joining us this morning here on the show. That was nice. I am so ashamed that I was late for that. <laughs> of course like, you Like, I didn't see that coming. The best thing was, you know, she said the other day, she goes, so, so what's the rest of your week look like on, in, the, in the show? So I mentioned it, and she said, do you mind if, if I call in to, to say some things to, to Sean? And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, we can do that. Tomorrow would be good. So last night at uh, after dinner, we were, discussing some of the memories and she's like well what are the first things that like i remember about him and i was like well remember he came to the birthday in our apartment and he destroyed the bathroom <laughs> and she's like oh yeah i do remember that. <laughs> line of people knocking are you done yet i had one little bathroom in my one little apartment in brooklyn we did a rooftop party but the bathroom had to be used in my apartment and Mraz just like didn't care i was like yeah i'm just gonna take this thing to town well, I, I cared. I didn't have options. And then everyone's like, whoa, wow. And <laughs> Neighbors moved. <laughs> in our little Brooklyn apartment where we were living. Just you got evicted. Humiliating. <laughs> humiliating. Whose fault was that? I'm sure not yours. What drug did you have? You know, Robitussin or Bad Wendy's? What was the... 
the uh, precursor to that. I'll tell you what it was. It was a wheat pizza. It was all the rum that you had with Aunt Kathy, <laughs> the cigars, <laughs> the rum. True. And we had uh, mixed cocktails out of the watermelon. That's true. Carved out watermelon. We had a cocktail out of that. It was Colombian rum and my raspy voice from smoking cigars that I did not really know how to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bad scene. And now since I've gone to DA's house and he sends me to the bathroom where Rosie the Cat eats. So I... I, (laughs) I use the potty <laughs> next to Rosie the Cat's dining room. Right to the litter box. You go to the litter box bathroom, Sean, and you like it. DA has all this lands so of showing him just wander and go wherever he needs to. <laughs> it is true. I've wandered through the house. Look, where where is he? Where is he now? Rosie's an inside cat. Sean's an outside guest. I follow Rosie around. What's cooking in this house? Let's see. One other memory that that my wife had that I thought might make make the call but didn't was when uh Mraz and Danielle and Taylor showed up the first year that was after covid or something or the the fall after covid I think it was that and you guys stopped to get pie to bring over some apple pie and Mraz took down a foot long <laughs> corn dog while waiting in line to pay for the pie. It was unique. <laughs> I was like, while well, DA's cooking for me. We were cooking this whole thing. <laughs> we had all this food, and Mraz couldn't wait to check out. So we had to eat a foot-long corn dog that was, I'm sure, delicious, by the way, because this was. place is amazing. It was great. <laughs> while waiting to pay for a pie, and my house was literally a mile and a half down the road. <laughs> the line was long. I said, can I just get one of those while I wait? I'll pay. <laughs> and he wonders why his plumbing's from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Emergency corn dog. <laughs> great. Emergency corn dog. So good. Oh, It is true, though. Your transformation after meeting her is like, that's the stuff a 30 for 30 needs to be done on. Two different people. Really? She softened me. I needed it. I mean, you know, you, you I, we met when I was 36. I was actually there one of the first nights you hung out. Too, oh, yeah. At a bar after one of the shows. It was like March Madness or something. We went out, a yep. couple drinks, and yeah, there there she came. She came in. Yep, yep. Invited the Bourbon Bell out. You know, I was 36 years old, so I was certainly rooted in my ways and uh, met a wonderful, beautiful girl that uh, loved pets and had a soft spot and had a big heart and uh, was nice to other people. And I fell in love with her and realized, oh, you know what? Maybe the dark side's not so bad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe babies and kids, maybe kids, babies, and pets are actually cool. You loved her so much, your father-in-law's a Patriot fan. <laughs> and talk about karma, right? Like, I had to marry into a Patriots family. You're getting Tom Brady candles. Of all the things. Now, thankfully, they suck, so I don't get taunted anymore. But in the middle of their dynasty. The Pats or the Tom Brady candles? No, uh, Tom Brady candles aren't scripted fragrance candles. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but, uh, Just to clarify, the fact that the Pat suck has helped out my life a lot during in-law sessions. And he's not just a Patriot fan. You could have had me as a Patriot fan, father-in-law. That guy could kill you yeah. if you said the wrong thing about the Patriots. That's right. I had called up. I told the story at my wedding. Uh, I had called up my in-laws to ask if I can propose to their daughter, and. Um, I was a little old school in that way. I wanted permission, and so I called them up. And uh, my mother-in-law, Elizabeth, was delightful, of course. We love you, Damon. You know, we're so happy for you guys. My father-in-law said, Damon, I will tell you one thing, one thing only. And he has a thick Rhode Island accent. If you do anything to my daughter, 
I will find you. I will hunt you down and I will put you in a hole and they will never, ever find you. And I was like, ha ha, good one, good one. And there was no laughing at the other end of the line. I'm like, oh God. And so uh, he's the only guy that I know that has threatened to murder me and I know would murder me. He's been and could. <laughs> and could. And could. He looked like the guy that hunts the Terminator. Sure something Liam Neeson? Dude. Yeah, he's jacked. He works out all the time. He's in the police force. He's been a captain. Like, he's been a police chief. Like, he's... It would be the worst idea ever for me to do anything to disrespect my wife. He got Taylor an orange juice at AJ's baby shower. Okay, and just before even the audience knew DA was having a baby, I was at this baby shower. And it was the kindest moment that I was most scared at in my life. He just, with these strong hands, brings over this juice to my three-year-old. And he's like, here you go, darling, enjoy it. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, don't spill it, Taylor. Don't you dare spill it. Don't you dare spill that juice. Like, Save it for home. <laughs> he wouldn't make her drink it off the floor or something. You know, you we do 10 push-ups right now. Have that orange juice at home. That's fine. Take it on the road. Now, sweetheart, this is a very nice establishment, and you would not want to soil the floors that these people work very hard to clean. So I would advise you not to drop a bit of that orange juice. Like Liam Neeson now. <laughs> when she asked for it, he just squeezed an orange yeah. in the cup. He offered to get her the juice. It was so nice, but it was just an intimidating job. I'm like, oh, open God. up. No, don't drop it. Don't spill it. And he's one of those guys where he shakes your hand and looks in the eye and goes, good to see you. And you're like, yeah. is this intim- is supposed to intimidate me? Or are you thinking about murdering me right yeah. now? Are we supposed to have a beer right now? Or are you are supposed you, to punch me? You're really happy to see me? No. no intruders getting in that house. No. No. ABS headlines. And guys, so far so good for the co-hosts of the Women's World Cup. New Zealand winning the very first match of the tourney, 1-0 over Norway. That's the country's first win ever in six World Cups. Then Australia survived Ireland 1-0 as well. Day two begins with Canada and Nigeria at 10.30 Eastern tonight. At Royal Liverpool, it is the 151st Open Championship. Amateur Christo Lamprecht is your leader. In the clubhouse, a five under 66, two shots better than Stuart Sink, who is also done for the day. Jordan Spieth is three under through 17. Tommy Fleetwood at minus three as well. He has played 14 holes here in round one. Rory McIlroy and John Romtioff in a little more than an hour from now. NFL owners are meeting today in Minneapolis. The most important item on the agenda is approving Josh Harris's purchase of the Commanders, thus ending Dan Snyder's reign of embarrassment. The day after 12 teams scored 10-plus runs, nobody did, but there was still some offense. Abbott works on the third base side of the rubber. He sets at the belt and delivers the 1-1. Horner swings, drills one. Deep left center field. This could go. That's from Cubs Radio, Nico Horner's Grand Slam, capping off a five-run eighth, which got Chicago an 8-3 win over the Nationals. Arizona extended Atlanta's losing streak to 4-5-3. The Reds snapped the Giants' seven-game win streak 3-2. The Angels got their three-game sweep of the Yankees 7-3, and the Twins' 6-3 winners in Seattle. Marlins third base coach Jody Reed took a foul liner off his lower right leg yesterday afternoon in St. Louis. He now has a cracked bone in that leg. And back to soccer, Arsenal came across the Atlantic and smoked the MLS All-Stars 5-0 Ooh. in D.C. And that's our All-Stars? Mm-hmm. Ouch. And now, we're getting started.
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. A remarkable discovery in a place called China's Pompeii, paleontologist. Astonishingly, astonishingly found a well-preserved fossil of two creatures intertwined apparently in battle at the moment the volcanic flow overwhelmed them roughly 125 million years ago basically freezing them in place one creature is a small beaked dinosaur the other is a A moose no i don't read books uh it was a smaller (laughs) beaver-like mammal and again these two were not getting along amicalobi uh paleontologists believe the beaver-like mammal was attacking the dinosaur when the lava arrived if that conclusion is correct it contradicts the bigger idea that dinosaurs ruled over every other creature when they roamed the planet, obviously there's no way to know for sure. There have been kind of um, fake fossils in the past, like arranged ones. Um, but they think this is real and they think that this is a, a mammal actually attacking a dinosaur in a rare kind of flip of the script. Wow. And it is hard to visualize a time when dinosaurs roamed the earth with large mammals. But that did happen. There was an overlap there. Right. Then they all got wiped out. Mm-hmm. But this was well before man. You have to remember this, correct? Yeah. No man during dinosaurs. No, no man, no pancakes. No pancakes. But in a typical Mraz take, I ask you and I raise you this. Uh-huh. Now, dinosaurs never existed with man as we know. It was the prehistoric era. Okay? Thank you. Are we sure dinosaurs were as tough as we think they are in the movies today? Well, this would suggest otherwise. Yeah, if a beaver-like mammal could take a run at a dinosaur, we've seen beaver-like mammals now. And there's a reason they're around, right? The dinosaurs aren't. We have these dinosaurs, big scary Jurassic parks everywhere. Maybe dinosaurs weren't as tough as we thought, and they were just the only creatures in town. You know, played in an easy era. Yeah. Now, this is not a T-Rex being taken down by a small beaver. Small dinosaur, right? Okay, but if there was a big beaver, could it take down a big T-Rex? And the beavers also, much like my guess is a lot of what we consider small mammals now, probably then were huge. Like when you see the scale of those mammals from that era, they're enormous. They're like 10 times as as big as what we have now. So I think this beaver is probably bigger than the beaver you're thinking. It's a big beaver. It's a very big beaver. Leave it to beaver. It's an ig- It's not funny. It's an extraordinarily large and vicious beaver. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Luckily, you will not have to give out your the phone number of the station when you're over there because I'm sure you would give the CBS Sports Radio number I'll, a lot. I'll have to on week three, so be prepared. Maybe I will slip up. Oh, you're already hosted in there, huh? Uh, yeah, there's going to be a little uh, shift of roos and power chairs the first couple months. Or the first month. Oh. <laughs> Skipper Tim tweets, I'm toasting the Bourbon Bell for destroying Mraz on the air. Nicely done. If this was the Rome show, she would get a golden ticket and win the smack off. Booski! Hashtag toast them. <laughs>
It did have a little smack-off flavor to it, which I liked. Bourbon Bell's a big Rome fan. She ha- Okay, she yep. has the Rome in her. Yeah, she loves, she loves Jim. When we come back here on the show, <laughs> the Vols are... The Vols are grabbing five stars. DA, CBS Sports Radio. It's delicious. It's soft. It melts in your mouth. You could have it in a cone like a hand food. You could hold it in a cup. You put candy on it. You put cookies on it. There's fudge. There's butterscotch. There's caramel. There's peanut butter. There's marshmallow. Everything that you love could be put into ice cream. DA on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. 48 minutes past the hour. DA with you. And we just held the breakfast draft. I won the first pick because I had Thurman Thomas in my pack of 1991 Fleer Ultra card that we opened up. Running back with the highest amount of career yards. That was the winning ticket, and I got Thurman. So big thanks to Wendy's for bringing us breakfast to start our day. This morning, and don't forget, at the end of the day, you can also stay up late and stay fueled because Wendy's delivers late as well. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's delivery late night. Delivery hours may vary. Well, that's a great idea. Wendy's delivery late night. For breakfast, I went with the breakfast sando and French toast sticks. Mm. Yummy. Mm. Delicious. French toast sticks were one of my favorite school lunches growing up. Once a month, they would do breakfast for lunch. Oh. And French toast sticks were one of the breakfast options during breakfast for lunch. They were pancakes, scrambled eggs, sausage links, French toast sticks. I always love the French toast. Where did you go to school? <laughs> Is that creative? No, no. I, I know the breakfast for lunch, but it was always like canned eggs where I was. Canned yeah. eggs? It was, you know, well, it wasn't pancakes. good eggs. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were just made probably with massive amounts of economy eggs. Where we went, West Babylon, Long Island, their schools, we had the French toast sticks, but they were always like hard as a rock. It took pounds of syrup mm. to get them lubricated down your mouth. <laughs> Like, you, you know how the trays would come? It would be a whole portion of that tray would be filled with syrup, and you'd just basically just be swirling it all around. But Wendy's a nice moist stick. Exactly right. Because these French toast sticks are not deep fried as well. Right. Pan-made on the griddle. Really good. Mm-hmm. And French in honor of the, world, uh, the Women's World Cup. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You, you breathe. You're right. You're breathing like Tony Soprano. <laughs> Some milk. <laughs> I have to take on your persona now that you're leaving. I have to get really fat and eat everything. I mean, you're two months removed from hanging around for a Chinese buffet at noon. You can do it. It's natural. It's in you. I know. I got that in me. Got that dog in you. I got that dog. DA hanging around three hours after the show just because there's free Chinese food at the office. (laughs) Dog! Dixieland Dan, fun fact, a lot of scientists believe that most dinosaurs actually made a honking sound like a goose. Goose! They also believe that most dinosaurs were covered in feathers. The largest mammal to ever live was the giant rhino Paleoloxodon, (gasps) which was over 26 feet long. Would that make an ostrich a dinosaur then? 
I think most birds are pretty closely connected to dinosaurs, yeah, reptiles, like, but I don't know if the ostrich is the most of that. But if they're saying feathers, like the ostrich has feathers. Yes. Yeah, the ostrich. Unlike the other birds. The other birds over there. Goose. The other, the other birds over there. By the way, get your toasts in, okay, by tweeting at me, DA on CBS. I know a lot of you guys want to t- tweet in for Mraz's final week here, so you can certainly do so. I'll try to get through as many of those next hour as possible. I like I like this story, though, as well. Five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews out of Lilburn, Georgia, has committed to the Tennessee Volunteers. He was debating between the Vols, USC, Georgia, and Clemson. So a pretty notable win for Tennessee. And he's one of the most coveted prospects in this cycle. He's managed to keep his lean close to the vest. And they were trying to fend off Georgia and USC. Now, distance from home was a big thing for Matthews. And so Matthews maybe didn't want to go all the way across the country. But Georgia, in his backyard in his home state, was clearly the seeming favorite. But Tennessee pulled him. And I think that is a huge compliment to the coaching staff there the offense that they've built, and the momentum that they have. I think that win last year, that chaotic, crazy, awesome win that they had at Neyland Stadium over Alabama last season was a potential turning point for an entire program. They had started off the year hot. They had a lot of wins, but people still wondering, were they for real? And to see Hendon Hooker and company kind of just go ham on the usually stout Alabama defense and then win the way that they did in that great back-and-forth affair. The only reason that Alabama didn't lose by multiple possessions was by Bryce Young magic. I think that was a potential turning point. And this Matthews commitment is a huge one. Five-star wide receiver that could have stayed in-state to go to the two-time defending national champs and instead decided on Rocky Top. So... Vols fans have a lot of momentum. Vols fans feeling good after last season. Program's got momentum as well, and that is a biggie. Coming up here in our number four, we've got mystery guest coming up at the top of the hour. Ooh. And this one's over Zoom, so you want to be watching at watchda.com on Twitch and on YouTube. Then also next hour, dueling mystery messages. It's all coming up straight ahead. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.